Dear Diary, welcome to episode nine of Beers in the Lot podcast. This is John writing to you. My friends today were really mean afterwards while I was cutting the intro. But anyway, let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights and how they are shaking a lot of stuff up in the desert. We touch on Taylor Hall in the gorgeous city of Buffalo and what it means for the NHL's best fan base, we think. And then also us touching more on our Johnstown escapades as the tournament is fast approaching. Can't wait for that. It's a big time. Please remember to rate, subscribe to the podcast, and follow us on all socials at Beers and a Lot. Welcome to episode nine. Goodbye, diary. All right. I'm ready to get rolling here. I'm ready for some Yeah. Beer. Goodness gracious. Bottle just doesn't make a satisfying crack. That's why you have to pour it into a glass. I need to get myself a glass. Oh, Aaron, is that a is that a devil's backbone? That is a devil's backbone. I'm up in my beer game. Oh, this man. is an Oktoberfest from DB. It's delicious. I've already had one today. <laughs> Only one? Just one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Since I went up. out and got them. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Daniel? I got uh, Lieutenant Dank. From Wicked Weed Brewing. <laughs> I almost just did a spit take. <laughs> That's great. I knew that name would get some laughs. Forrest Gump gets me every time. <laughs> what you got tonight, Rigo? So I uh, I picked up uh, another one from Old Mother Brewing uh, called Double Impressionist IPA. It's a double IPA. Um, they made impressionist Ooh, heavy before and, uh, it was, you know, just your regular old IPA. So this is the double version. So it's pretty good. Awesome. Staying local. Awesome can artwork. I don't know who does this stuff, but it's, it's got like a little bit of a horror theme to it. So perfect for, uh, the spooky seasons mid, mid to late October. Yeah. Spooky season. So yeah, pretty cool. Hell yeah. What's going on over there, Mr. Johnny Walker? I have a flying dog thunder peel, so I'm going to have to <laughs> step up. You're the new Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I'm the new Aaron here. I have a, un, unlike, unlike Aaron, though, I don't have like a cache of them, you know, sitting in a bunker. You know, I, 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 just had, I just had a 12 pack I've been slowly working on the last couple of weeks, so. You don't have two thousand bush beers and moosehead rattlers in your safe room. Well, he probably has another thousand. Now he has like a thousand of those devil backbone. Aaron just buys in truckloads. Like he I only got a six pack of these. I only got six. Buys in so, bulk. Yeah, they'll be gone by. They'll be gone by next week, guaranteed. They're good. Nice, 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 nice. Well, speaking of people that'll be gone by next week, who else is going to get traded before uh, we talk next? I feel like we saw some trades, you know, since free agency started and everything. Sounds like not flower. It, not flower. <laughs> yeah, that Vegas what? I'm I What feel, are they doing? I feel so much I feel so much more negative after my bet last week, but I still feel confident. <laughs> so there there are two things. Flower's not going to move. I believe it's due to his salary. And also Leonard is having shoulder surgery. It's somewhat long term. So I think that kind of stalls a little bit. The other thing Vegas got Petro, but they got rid of Nate Schmidt in the process uh, to Vancouver. And Vancouver, who lost to Foley, Stetcher, Markstrom, they got kind of a gift for a third round 
pick in Nate Schmidt. So that'll help them out on D. I'm happy for Vancouver, an emerging younger team in the West. But Vegas, like, they're getting this reputation now. I mean, I was listening to Elliot Friedman talk a little bit about it. Agents and players are not happy the way that it's being managed. They're really churning through players. There are several guys they got rid of in the last couple of, like in the year really, where they signed them to a two or three, four-year deal, and then they're getting rid of them in year one, two, or three. And it'll be interesting, especially this upcoming season, because it's season four for them. The first season they had that, you know, they could go around the locker room and everyone can point who didn't want you and they could say it really easily. Well, now it's kind of like, who didn't want you? And you could probably point upstairs to the management team at this point. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Vegas in the next coming months or season or two. Who's, who's actually left there after the Petro signing? Because he got all of his money later in the deal as well through signing business. So he won't be bought out, which I guess is good for him. And he also has a no-move clause. Has there really been that much more movement since uh, McPhee left? Well, McPhee's now Presidente of Hockey Operations. And McCrimmon... Oh, so he went up. There's there's something weird there because McCrimmon was going to go somewhere else and then he... McPhee moved up to that President of Hockey Ops and McCrimmon stayed. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole Vegas thing right now is just... There's something going on, right? Like, yeah, like the whole Alan Walsh, uh, Alan Scumbag. Walsh, you know, flurry <laughs> agent thing. I was gonna say know, it all stems from the picture. The I right, I'm there, telling you, I think that it's that because Leonard that got stabbed with the sword. And, now he needs the soldier shoulder surgery. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like, uh, like there's, it's just all this weird stuff that's happened. There's the story, like you mentioned, John, that came out that. The players are pissed off that they're involved in uh, trade rumors. Uh, you know, they they tried to move Nate Schmidt to Florida. That fell through. Uh, then they end up moving him to Vancouver. Obviously, that makes room, and they can sign Petrangelo. And they give him a huge deal. Yeah, um, pretty significant when, deal. When we're seeing, like, most of the deals in free agency being signed right now are one or two year deals. I mean, is Petrangelo really the guy that's going to get them over the hump and then long term keep them successful? I don't, I don't know. Like maybe, but and then I, I still go back to like the whole goalie situation and DeBoer and all that stuff that was going on during playoffs. Like I'm a, I'm a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of person. There's enough going on there that there's something going on in that organization right now that it just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know if they got better. I don't know if they got worse, but but it, the moves don't make a lot of sense to me. The Petrangelo contract is insane to me. That The length of that contract makes no sense for that organization. Well, and the other thing too that's kind of interesting, and I, I forget where I heard it because I listened to like, five or six podcasts and read a shit ton of articles the last couple of days doing, you know, after the Vegas situation, because I, I like the team and clearly I'm financially invested yes, to that you have team. Money on them. I have money on this now. I got a little <laughs> more skin in the game than normal. But so where I was kind of, you know, mentioning that George McPhee, Brad McCrimmon th- or Kelly McCrimmon, sorry. Um, you know, and then they mentioned how the players feel like they're, you know, just churning them out. They don't really care. It's more like a numbers thing. 
Gerard Gallant fits kind of that where like they brought him in. Oh yeah. Didn't work out by, and they got Peter DeBoer. They got kind of where they needed to. And then, I mean, just, I mean, thinking of it too, Peter DeBoer is now kind of attached to this team. What happens if next year they take a step backwards? So all of a sudden, like so kind of going back to a theme last week around Pittsburgh and Jim Rutherford, are they overreacting to a disappointment in these last playoffs? You know, despite all the situation and the bubble and return to play and everything that went on, are they overreacting now to, you know, hey, they were probably the cup favorites beyond a certain point in the season and then even – you know, in, in the return to play bubble playoffs. Um, and so they didn't do it. And now they're like, Oh, we have to make all these changes. Um, when maybe they didn't have to, um, I think, I think the goaltending situation is, is different than like defense, uh, with Schmidt and Petrangelo. Um, but did they have to make any of those moves on the back end? I don't think they did. I I've always liked Nate Schmidt. I mean, I know Danny does too. Like, um, I just, I don't, the moves don't make any sense to me. I don't know what they're doing. Like, what's the plan? (laughs) It doesn't seem like they're trying to get better in any like area as a team. It's just like, well, let's get this guy and try this now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I also wonder too, if there's, there's an element of we've got to get done stuff done fast because we this is not it's not a normal off season. Let's just maybe the business aspect is starting to to really spill over into uh, the personal aspect that some of these players are like we saw with Hornquist. Like maybe maybe there's more taking things personally than there normally is right now because things right. are being done in a very different way because everything's turned upside down. Like maybe maybe that's part of it too. I mean, it doesn't answer the question of how like what is vegas doing because it's not really cohesive to to make cohesion <laughs> so like <laughs> what what are, what are they doing that's the thing like it's it's so hard to make sense of it because like they're like okay petrangelo is a good player like yeah maybe you'd want to sign him but so many years and so much money i mean that's it just uh, you know, I think his what is his AV? It's like eight something, eight, eight five or eight eight, eight eight. Right. Yeah, it's eight, eight. I mean, it's like that's a ton of money. And then the the deal is uh, seven years. Seven yes. years. Yep. Seven. I mean, Ouch. no move clause for the duration. That, that's like that's like saying okay, we're gonna build the next like five to seven years of the franchise around this one guy. It's a central player contract. Right? Like, did they really need to do that? After Peter Angelo, Peter Angelo basically just said he wanted to move to a new city and wanted something new. Like, what if he thinks that in a year after moving to Vegas? (laughs) Like, well, the one thing Vegas has going for them, and I saw a lot of this on, on the Twitter today, was uh, apparently around the league, like, most free agents consider them as an option. Like guys want to go there. Um, and even Petrangelo said, and you know, of course this is after he signs, but like when he made his visit there with his family uh, to check things out and to meet with, 
you know, people from the team. That's what really sold them was when they were, you know, on site in town, seeing how it was, um, you know, that he, he said, that's really what kind of pushed them over the edge. Um, and he even mentioned that, uh, their, their first priority was staying in St. Louis. Um, so, you know, maybe there's something to that, that, you know, guys want to go to Vegas and they're looking at it as a destination, you know, for their career. Um, but also I'm not a player, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to be players in an upcoming, uh, tournament. What tournament is that? That? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Slapshot Cup. That's what I want to talk about. Because that's coming up in a week and a half. That's Fast how close we are. Fast approaching. Close to Halloween. Always close to Halloween. It's very close to that good. time. Makes it much more fun, more interesting. Yeah, sometimes there's you know Halloween parties in town. Yeah, which that's, exactly. uh, that's something that we've wanted to talk about is you got to find the spot. Yeah, you have to you find, find the where spot. that that party is going down. There, and the spot is not the same every year. Always right? different. So, like the first year, we went up there. We didn't know, like we didn't know what the deal was. We didn't know, you know, very few of us had actually been to the town. Uh, so you know, we get up there, and you know, Johnstown has the their NAHL team, North American Hockey League team, junior hockey. Uh, the Johnstown Tomahawks, and they happened to be in town that weekend, which was awesome because we got to go to the games on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, so small town, junior hockey, can't beat it. Um, had a great time at the games. So on Saturday night after the game, uh, you know, a bunch of the guys, you know, all the teams from the, the tournament are basically there. Um, and... Uh, everybody's like, hey, we're all going to this place called the freight station afterwards. So uh, we're like, yeah, the freight station. They're like, yeah, there's this band there, uh, cheap beer, cheap drinks, you know, loud music. They got fire pits outside. It's like really cool. So yeah, let's go. So we go and it was a country rave. It was a big warehouse <laughs> with this like country <laughs> cover band, <laughs> a million people, all, everybody from the tournament was there. Uh, and then everybody from the town seemingly was there, uh, just really loud, lots of people dancing, singing to the songs that they knew, uh, great time. Uh, so going into the next year, um, I don't know of you guys who was there the second year. We were all there. All we were all there. Guys, we made it right? the second year. Because yeah. there was only one year where like Aaron wasn't there yeah. or Danny wasn't there. That was there, 2018. Right? I wasn't right. there. Yeah. So, so the second year, we're all there, right? Sorry, 2017. And, and we've been talking about the country rave all year. Right? 340 yeah. days right. leading up right. to like every week, <laughs> every week on Sunday night, old fat ball guys, hockey, we're talking about the country rave, right? For like hours every Sunday night. Okay. So we get up there and we're like, uh, you know, after our games Saturday night, we'll, you know, get cleaned up, 
maybe find something to eat or go, you know, check out a happy hour bar or whatever, and then go to freight station later, right? What happened when we got to the freight station that year? We were the only dead. ones there. I it think we tripled dead. I think we tripled the capacity. <laughs> it was <We'd> absolutely <laughs> dead, right? Because that wasn't the spot that year. Yeah, the yep. cover band wouldn't even play Freebird. That's like it was, right. It was we bad. yelled at him for a long time. <laughs> and what song was it? We knew the lyrics. There was an STP song that was playing. It, yeah, it was STP, we, and they had like it, a it different probably, guy come up and sing. It was probably it was like the drummer or something. or something. Like yeah. It was, no, it was. Yeah. Uh, I forget which one it was. Was it yeah. sex type thing? Maybe it was sex type. That's thing. It, it. was off core. I know that. Yeah. It was off I, core. I just the only thing I know was we were singing the lyrics. To them louder than he was yes. and he and like he was tried to wrong. skip a few yes. and we're like whoa yes. hey. and also yeah he didn't heckling. know the words yeah <laughs> he was the lead Stuart singer heckling. and he didn't know the <laughs> words so so it was dead right dead absolutely so, dead graveyard. i forget where did we end up that second year i think we ended up back at scott's uh-uh i don't think that's right no we went up the hill we went up the hill. Like, an, an, actual, like an actual Johnstown Inn. We went Johnstown to the Johnstown Inn. Inn. That's yes. right. And that place was giant. Oh, yeah. That place oh, was They giant. were having it their was Hall full. Halloween it was party. Halloween. Everybody was dressed up. We weren't because we didn't bring costumes because we were in a hockey tournament. All we brought was gear and like two pairs of underwear and like <laughs> an extra pair of jeans because you can still smoke in some bars in Pennsylvania. And you that is like that certainly right. right? You so, certainly can smoke in the bars. So that was the spot, right? That year. And then the next year, it was not the Johnstown nope. Inn. <laughs> nope. No. Right? Or the so, freight station. <laughs> or the freight station, because we tried to go back there. We've tried or, to go back there a couple times, and it even up to last year, and it was dead. I think we went in for one beer last year and walked out. Yeah, last we year, got, we, we, we didn't even get to go into the same place. It was a different part of it, that Right, we didn't menu. get to go yeah. into the warehouse part. We had to go into like the restaurant bar area, yeah. and it was set up like like where the band was it was like this lounge it was like real weird vibe it was like fish like, type stuff yeah they're playing the wrong kind of music too yeah not <laughs> yeah, our type yeah <laughs> not John, the kind of music that we needed it was, yeah. it was like a fish, it was a fish ripoff tribute kind of thing. band or something yeah, yeah like it was no thing there was just some, not the right vibe there was a guy that. lunging yeah. or something yeah. in front of him yeah weirdly. he was doing yeah. cali- he was doing calisthenics <laughs> yeah it was very strange <laughs> to the fish rather, tribute band yeah. <laughs> i'd rather listen to the guy forget where's the stp yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where did we end up after that though i forget was this Last year? Should we even go? This was there? last year. It was yeah, last year? Last year, Should we, last year we ended up at. Uh... We ended up at Lucy's, which, for all of you who are not aware of Johnstown, it is a bar you would probably see in a lot of, uh, you know, bigger towns because it is a gay bar, and we had probably one of the best nights in said gay bar, <laughs> just because awesome. we drank every single Miller Light they've ever gotten. All the Miller Lights. Lights. You got to tell the. You have to tell the story though, like, like when we. <laughs> When we got there, we got there. It was what was it? It was like a five. It was a Halloween. It was five five dollars. Five dollar cover. cover. Yep. Right, and we had walked 
you know, a couple blocks to get there. We've had a few drinks. It's and we had to meet up night. with several several right. factions so of our. When party we get to too. the door and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm," you know, "I don't have cash. Just have card." It's like, okay, who has cash? We're going. Rigsby in. had cash. We're going <laughs> the, in. This is yeah, the, the guy. Hall- I remember the, the guy. Hall- the this guy who the actually hot. was like taking the cover, he was a Johnstown. He worked for the Tomahawks, like a ticket usher or something yeah, too. Yeah. He had the Johnstown <laughs> Tomahawks jacket on. So, <laughs> so this was the Halloween party. So, so to set it up, there was like a zombie crawl all all day or like all afternoon, evening or whatever, and it ended up there. This is the town like Halloween party for for that year, last year. So we get there. The place is packed. Uh, the DJ is dressed up, spitting image of Freddie Mercury. Like, <laughs> perfect cosplay. Like, yeah. like perfect. Incarnate, man. Like that at, dude. At Live Aid. Like, keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. At Live Aid. Right, right, right. Wife beater in the microphone. If you've yes. seen the original footage <laughs> or the movie, like he looked just like Freddie Mercury at Live Aid. <laughs> so we get in there and the place is packed. It's nuts. Freddie Mercury's DJing. I don't even know how to describe some of the people. <laughs> but but so, you know, we are how many of us were there? Like eight, ten, maybe. Oh yeah. Like that. Ten or, about ten that, or so yeah. like straight guys. We're a larger group. <laughs> with like we again we've been we're at a hockey tournament we have jeans no costumes jeans sneakers hoodies quarters quarters of jackets ball hats like typical uh you know beer league hockey players out on the town right yeah we're really dressed to the nines we're we're definitely dressed (laughs) for the occasion we're dressed to the sevens yeah to the sixes (laughs) and so so we kind of are hanging out and we're just taking in the scene and we send somebody to go get beers from one of the, they have two bars, one in the front, one in the back. And they go and they bring a bunch of beers back. And then somebody goes to the other bar and gets a bunch of beers. And this goes on for a while. And uh, eventually somebody goes to one of the bars and says, I need another round of like eight beers. And the guy goes, you can't have them. You drank all the Miller lights. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the ten straight dudes, <laughs> straight guys, drank all of the, all Miller, the Miller lights <laughs> in the in Lucy's in Johnstown. <laughs> but uh, but as we as we approach, ooh, crack, cracking. What going on? What you getting into, Daniel? Looks like a four loco. Chameleon. What's going on there? Chameleon IPA pounder. Oh, okay. pounders. I just saw I just saw the green can pounder. and I was like, is that a four loco? That's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's banned, dog. They changed the recipe. Oh, what is it? Like less alcohol now? I guess less cocaine. Less caffeine. Yeah. Co- yeah, oh, less, cocaine. <laughs> oh. less plutonium. <laughs> well, isn't it? Yeah, it's like manufactured in like uh Three Mile Island, right? Isn't that where the <laughs> bottling plant is or something? I mean, geesh. Can we talk about Can we Ta- can we talk about Taylor Hall and Buffalo? I really yeah, let's get on that bandwagon now. Let's do it. Why Buffalo? Why not Buffalo? That's the question I'm gonna ask you. Now it is a good hockey town, right? I mean Yes. I think 
I think he stated that everybody roots for Buffalo, right? Everybody wants to see them do well. I yes. tend to agree. Yeah, I was a fan of uh, a Finneganov. Back in the day, oh my, uh, that's going yes, way back. I was. He had a very good. He had a very good hype video. I used to watch yeah, it all the time. And uh, isn't that but, why you wear sixty one? Yes, it was. It was. I had to change it. Too many people wore sixty one, so I just changed it. I wear thirty six because I'm Matthew Barnaby. He's my boy. So he was a saber penguin for a hot minute too. So why Buffalo? Tell me. I think kind of what you said where. You know, everyone around the league does root for Buffalo. I know I like watching the Buffalo games. I I want to see that team do well. They're a great sports city. I always love seeing the Bills Mafia stuff. I would yes. like to see like a, I would I would love to see yeah, I would love to see a Sabres Mafia at some yes. point even. Yeah, they yes. need they need to transfer that over. But I liked Ralph Kruger years ago when he was in Edmonton and I always like what he said, the message he brought. And then he was with Team Europe for the World Cup of Hockey. Then he worked with Leeds United for a little bit, Barclays Premier League, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, like in, what a in what football a, exactly or, or soccer. What an interesting path path he's taken back to the NHL. But I I like the message he has, where it's like player development, and he wants to get the most out of every player, and he wants to make sure everyone's maximized in their talent. Mm-hmm. If you're Taylor Hall too, like everywhere he's kind of been, it's been on a team where. If they're winning, it the city explodes and they love it and it's great. But really, like, has it really worked out for him anywhere? I I like Taylor Hall as a player. He seems like a really good guy. A lot of people around the league have good things to say about him. What a better place than Buffalo to like really kind of cement something. And then as a one year deal, he's gonna put up a ton of points with Jack Eichel. He really is. So for him, it's almost like he's banking on himself if he does help turn that team around. I mean, even if they improve a little bit maybe get a sniff of the playoffs or even like kind of late season run to it, that it just improves his value. So um, the structure of the deal is, is really interesting. And, and actually Taylor Hall like commented on it, you know, it's one year, 8 million, right? Um, he actually said that uh, he had multiple offers for multi-year deals on the table uh, but they weren't, you know, the right situation, probably not the right money for him. Um, and he, he was also concerned about like how the league is going to progress into next season um, through COVID and how things turn out uh, going into, you know, January when they're, they're supposed to start, um, which I thought was interesting. He actually specifically mentioned that players and people around the NHL want Buffalo to succeed, which I thought was really interesting um, and is in line like with what you guys are saying. Uh, I love Buffalo sports fans. They're some of the coolest people like I've met personally. So there was a group of Buffalo Sabres and I'm assuming Bills fans also. Of Uh, course. uh, (laughs) So Sabres fans that uh, a buddy and I, whenever we would go to uh, Caps Buffalo games when Buffalo was in town, we would always run into this group of people at the Green Turtle when it was still open down at, um, at, at that point it was Verizon Center still, but now it's, you know, uh, Capital One. So we would run into them before the game at Green Turtle getting beers. And then we would see them after the game at Green Turtle <laughs> getting beers and stuff. <laughs> 
and it was the same two dudes and then like a different it was like another group of like four or five people that were there like rotating through uh but the the same two dudes were always there one guy wore uh old school pat lafontaine uh sabers jersey so i called him uh, fake Pat LaFontaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I never, I, I still don't know what his real name was. I have no idea, but he was fake Pat LaFontaine and he always introduced the other dude as drunk Dave. Drunk Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and they all called him drunk Dave. And those guys were, you want to talk about like Bill's mafia and Buffalo fans. Those guys were insane. They would they would be standing on tables and bar stools and green turtle and yeah like they, they were doing the exactly. whole thing right like exactly. they weren't jumping on the tables <laughs> and all that stuff but they were like they were crazy and but they were also awesome they're the best visiting fans that I've ever encountered at Caps games and we like we loved running into them when we would get tickets to those games we were we were always like we hope we run into fake Pat Lafontaine and drunk Dave. And, and because of that, like, I, I love Buffalo sports fans and I hope like, you know, Hall going up there helps out this year. Unfortunately, it's only a one season deal when he comes to the end of it. Does he like it there and want to stick around? Or like you say, Johnny, is he using it as like a platform to the next deal that he yeah, gets from and, whatever team that he actually wants to go play for. I'm really interested kind of because it's a big year for the Sabres. I mean, they don't really, you know, they've had a few years under the Jack Eichel era. They've switched coaches, managers. The whole scouting department has now been changed yeah, up. Yeah. The, uh, the entire front office is totally different now as well because Kevin Adams is now the general manager. And I'm really curious to see what happens to that organization because Jack Eichel yeah. is making a lot of money now too. What it, I mean, this is almost too like a Jack Eichel thing. Like you need to elevate your game because now you have a winger on your side who is a, of elite talent. Taylor Hall is in that elite group. Maybe that's what Eichel needed though. I mean, that could be it. Maybe he never had the right people around him. Do you think he compared centers when, when making the, uh, the contract? think that came into making the decision or for a guy yeah. who's like who's who's a top tier talent like that who i'm going to play with has to be right like paramount almost we talk about that in men's league too right? yeah it's like, i don't want to be <laughs> yeah. on that team i'm gonna be playing <laughs> with crap players I, I, yeah yeah but taylor nah, taylor good. hall yeah taylor <laughs> hall apparently had saying like, that yeah yeah he had he had offers from you know boston apparently there was rumors that Vegas was potentially in it. They had to figure something out with the money. And I think the one reason he signed in Buffalo was the money was like his kind of offer slash situation. It was cleared. No team had to go, Hey, we'll, yeah. we got to make some money things work or do this. Or right. then even kind of like we're willing to do longer yeah. term, but less money. So I think this is a good fit because a, he knows where he's playing. B he's getting his money and C, you know, he can kind of figure out after this year, what happens with the NHL landscape and also himself. Their goaltending situation, it's Carter Hutton I was, I and was Linus Omar. About to ask. Yeah, I was That's just about only... to ask about that. Is like I think they still have issues and and the the whole idea that like this one year deal that Hall has with them is gonna somehow like uh be a 
a, a progressive step for them to you know become a playoff team and become a contender eventually like i i don't know if that really is it i i think this is just kind of a hey this is a piece that we can bring in uh it's relatively low risk for both sides he makes a good chunk of change uh for his skill level um they don't have to commit to multiple years um and then at the end of it maybe they decide that it worked out and you know he stays in buffalo or he could just walk right um or maybe yeah. maybe he's a good um he's a good chip to have come uh trade time trade deadline right so at, once they get to that point he's going to be most of the way through that that contract so the money's not going to be an issue um he's a good rental at that point right the so second year in a row get moved yeah, what about the expansion but, draft well he's well, a ufa so he can't go anywhere that, yet yeah I, I think i think there's some protection on both sides uh from that but um from yeah his perspective too though he's got he's got a great bridge deal here essentially yeah so yeah. he can go into buffalo yeah. and if he impresses and say he helps that team get to the playoffs like you guys are saying if they get a get like a, a shot in the playoffs He's going to get paid. It doesn't matter who it is. He's going to get paid next year. Like it, he's making 8 million now. If he helps that team out in a big way, if he say he's he's the team's MVP, it scores the most points with Jack Eichel. I like they're going to he's going to get paid. He's going to make a lot of money next year. And and Buffalo still has about 13 million dollars in cap space. There's a lot of guys still unsigned. Yeah, a ton of guys. Oh, are they at? We the just floor? use that on a goalie. They currently have sixty-seven point nine. Which are they at the floor? Which is the floor? It's like okay. sixty-eight ish. So, they're, so, so they're already set. So maybe this deal too was just to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because I'm I'm looking at it now. Like if you look at like their back end, I don't mind it. So you have Ristolainen, Colin Miller, Brandon Montour, Jake McCabe, Rasmus Dahlin. That's kind of like a top five. I don't mind that. All those guys are decent. Um, on the front end, you got Cody Eakin. He'll be okay. The other, the so we yeah. don't have video, but the the other three of us are all making faces. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, oh, the D is actually pretty decent. Uh, we're like, who? Really? I, I, heard, I heard one okay. guy. I heard one guy. <laughs> I mean, I know they're, the I names. I think they're okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I think they're okay. I think I think it's more I think it's more goaltending wise with them. I think I think maybe it's the systems they have in play. I, I think do it's think everything. their decor I think their decor is really young. That probably doesn't help either. Yeah. But still, like I Is this this is Kruger's yeah. second, second year. year? Okay. So yeah. yeah, you come in the first year, usually right, doesn't go well on average. I remember I remember Buffalo was tearing it up the first part of the year last they year. were yeah they, they were. were they were playing really well they were shot out of a cannon yeah and then they kind of they severely fell back to earth in a big way <laughs> so <laughs> i mean i don't know I, I don't mind that d compared to some teams i you I'm know i mean it's not like they have jack johnson I'm you know in new you, york i'm surprised so. you didn't uh go off on jack eichel though I I know, you know me too. I was like waiting for it. I'm I not. Know, a, I was waiting for you. Like, I, I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted to set him up. Well, because I I said it. I said it in our group text, and I 100 percent mean it. 
if if Taylor Hall comes out and has a great year after what he said publicly, I hope they I hope they don't even do a ceremony. I hope the trainers just take the crudely cut the C off Jack Eichel's jersey and put it on Taylor Hall's. Like I I'm not a Jack Eichel <laughs> fan for the stuff he says. Like I I get it. You're a captain. You don't like losing. You're unhappy with it, but we've kind of said it for years and I think people in NHL media have hinted around it. It's not all management. There's something in that locker room that's He's going passionate, on. passionate, John. Say whatever you want. It sounds like a little baby. I don't like it. <laughs> there it Here is. Here it is. There Here it is. It is. <laughs> all right, that's going to be our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, and review on uh, your podcast outlet. Follow us on the socials at Beers in the Lot. Be sure to tune in next week and catch episode 10. we got something special for you guys. And as always, thanks for listening.